This is the Chain Reaction Project. The Chain Reaction Project is a series of stories written in response to each other. A story is passed to the next writer in the chain, and they respond to it with another story, as loosely or as closely as they wish. Their story is then passed on to the next writer, and so on. This eighth story is written by Brian Ely and performed by Colin Mace. We've got all the usual. Starburst, Twin Spin, Mega Moolah, Lost Vegas. You're shoving your quid, punch the button, and it eats your money. Simple. With the newer machines, the big spenders buy a ticket with a barcode, supposedly so they can limit their pot. But it all adds up to the same thing. You start with something, and you end up with nothing. Now and again you'll hear a big win, and there's a lot of flashing and beeping and everyone goes do-lally, so they buy another ticket. They think they're winning. But all that's happening is they're having a good time losing. We give them a good time. That's why they call it amusements. thing about the old slots is they were only 2p a go. Lots of those push the coins off the front jobs. You drop a coin in and you try to shove a big pile of coins off the front. Waterfall. We still have one of those by the entrance, next to the laughing policeman. They're there mostly for the benefit of the local historical society. Edwardian heritage, that sort of thing. These days it helps if you can claim to be some sort of museum. The old coin slots were strictly mechanical. A bugger to maintain. Always breaking down. Grubby work. Nah. I don't miss them. I have a young lad come in named Kieran. He helps service the newer machines. It's all touchscreen and video display and... Some of the stuff they show is quite violent for my taste. All that kung fu, it gives me a headache. I like sizing up the punters. Hen parties, drunks, lone wolves pretending to be bored, like they've got all the angles figured out. Families counting their pennies. It helps if you don't make them too welcome, or they might blow the housekeeping in a single session especially if it's raining and the kids are playing up. Thing is, everyone's here to have fun. And fun's not just about winning, is it? Fun can be trying to win and not knowing if you'll win or lose. And then getting ahead. Then falling back a bit. Then getting ahead again. And all the time not having a clue how it ends. And then, at the last moment, not winning. That's not losing. That's having fun. At least that's what I tell myself. Kieran gets credits from his college for the extra hours, so I let him mind the shop and go for a walk. I stroll along the boards to where the anglers hang about and I get a lung full of fresh air. Helps clear the head. I like looking at the sea. That's what it's for. People come from miles just to stare at it. 
being an island, I suppose it makes sense that eventually, even if you come from somewhere in the middle, you'll find yourself at the edge, staring at the sea. The thing about the sea is, it doesn't care what you think. It's cold and wild, and it's totally indifferent. It's that sort of beautiful. Even on a calm day like today. It lets you fish. It lets you swim. You can take a little boat out on it. But it couldn't care one way or the other. Lunch times I usually end up at Frank's for fish and chips and a tea. Don't get me wrong. It's not always fish and chips. There's a new health place opened up in the old town and these days I try and watch myself. Grilled chicken with a bit of salad. Then there's always the Chinese if I'm home late. But Frank's, it's a bit of an institution on the pier. Frank's not his real name, but he answers to it. His mother calls him something else. The family's Maltese. Had the same pitch since his dad arrived in 48, 49, something like that. Frank says, Hello, Mr D, have a cup of tea. In that sort of sing-song of his. And I say... Four sugars, Frank. Which is a joke, because I don't take sugar, ever. Then I say, How's the haddock? And he says, Dead, last time I looked. Then I sit and read the paper. Having a script is a good way to avoid all that how are you today crap. We know how we are, and the last thing we want is to hear more about it. There's a piece in the paper about last week's little girl. I'm surprised. She was only eight. If you'd seen the picture on the news, you'd have said 13 or 14 easy. Kids look so much older these days. And then, when they get to be 21 or thereabouts, they look far too young to be that grown-up. It's funny. She saw her mother jump. It does happen. People drawn to the edge can do that. They get drawn and then they go over. I always wonder, was it planned? Or was it a last minute thing? Spontaneous, so to speak. There's some sort of incident once a year, at least. Late in the season, usually. Maybe they were tempted earlier, but it takes them a while to pluck up the courage. Maybe they paid a visit beforehand and had a look, and they sort of rehearsed it in their head. I see them doing that. Maybe in the high season it's all sunshine and candy floss, and it doesn't seem right to spoil other people's holidays. But later, when the days are a bit shorter and the evenings are a bit darker and the crowds are thinning out, and especially when, and I'm always the first to admit this, it might seem a bit sad seeing other people having all the fun. You might stare down at that drop and think to yourself, sod it, why not? The drop's not that far, 
There are higher places in town. But of course, we have the view. And we're a lot closer to all that water. Thing is, the mother's taken a lot of grief on the internet, apparently. Blamed for doing what she did. For doing it to her daughter. But that's the internet for you. I keep well away from it. Anyway, the kid's back with her dad now, which is nice. It's what you might call a feel-good ending. Frank comes over with haddock and chips and I show him the story. He shakes his head and he goes a bit teary. Then he laughs it off and we're back to the script. After Frank's, I take another walk round the pier and check out the crowds. We don't advertise, if you don't count the big sign in lights over the entrance. Dreamland. That's the name. Kieran, the young lad, he reckons we should ditch the Edwardian amusements, and some of the new ones, and go for something more up to date. Virtual reality, he reckons. That's the future. He showed me this thing on his laptop. Punters in helmets like astronauts, waving imaginary swords about and killing aliens. So yeah, more violence. I asked him, how much? When he told me, I nearly choked on my tea. Not in my lifetime, Kieran. Thing is, dreamland's a special place. It's not about the slots or the money. It's not about the future. It's all about location. That's how we draw them in. We draw them to the edge. People are fascinated by the edge. Like that old waterfall of pennies. They look at it and they wonder, what happens when I fall? Sooner or later they learn, and that, in a nutshell, is what my business is all about. Thing is, you think you're winning. But all that's happening is, you're having a good time losing. Or at any rate, we try and make sure it's a good time. The rest, well... That's up to you.